welcome to your financial takeaway podcast with your hosts Cedric and Sophia, a space where we talk all things financial to help you think bigger, make bolder financial decisions, and to develop better financial management skills. Let's get started. Sophia, today's topic is going to be about why most people financial situations do not approve. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get into some real talk today. So tell me, what do you have? Oh my goodness, budgeting. This is the hot topic (laughs) for this week. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that we know about um, why people fail to budget, right? It's a lot of times they think of the word budget and it seems like, oh, I can't afford something or... Um, for whatever reason, they make up these these, these reasons in their mind mm-hmm. and make it seems like budgeting is a wrong thing or budgeting is for people that are actually poor or, you know, it's just the weirdest thing you might, you will hear people think about or say when they talk about budgeting, which it, it can go so many different ways, so many different things I've heard from others. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just mind boggling, Cedric. It really is. Yeah. But... What we realize, though, if people don't make serious change, real change, be disciplined, their situation will not change. It will not improve. They will be in the same situation over and over year after year and wondering, why can't I get out of this hold or have that victim mindset, right? Yeah. The word budget, honestly, is like a taboo word in in financial and personal financial planning. Because as soon as you mention budget, people just think, oh, my gosh, it's so, yeah, it's too restrictive. (laughs) It's so dreadful to hear that word. And debt, it's like they believe budget and debt goes hand in hand, like they're the same, which is Mm -hmm. not, you know, an, an effective budget is a tool for you to get out of debt. But a lot of people use budgeting just, I, I believe, as cliche. Hey, I'm doing a budget just because I've done one. After I did it, I put it away. I never see it again. And so that's why I think uh, that's uh, one of the reasons why a lot of people, financial situations, don't improve. Or the fact that some people say budget, when they hear the word budget, they feel like it's it's putting them in a, a category of not having money. Mm-hmm. So you can't afford a lifestyle. You can't live a certain way. So you have to go on a budget. So it's bad. I, I just yeah. never grasp that concept. That's the biggest thing. And I and I heard someone say that I don't want to be on budget. People are going to think that I can't afford things. That's not the purpose. <laughs> it's for mm-hmm. you, like you said, to live debt free, to have that financial freedom or have you know this new thing in is living your best life. It's giving you yeah. the chance to really to live, my, to live, live your best, best life. life and not get in debt or putting things mm-hmm. on a credit card. Yeah, and, and honestly, as I think about it more and more too, when it, when it comes to the word budget, I think a lot of people don't want to um, actually face that man in the mirror, yeah. I would say. Because once they open up those can of worms and see how much that they're in debt or how far behind yeah. their goals are, they rather not not look at it. It's, it's kind of like don't. yeah, it's, it's out like of the same sight, situation, out of mind. Yeah, and they think mm-hmm. that it's going to change, but it's not going to change because a new year happened. That doesn't mean your situation <laughs> changes. It's yeah. like you know, you always see the beginning of the year, people are so excited. Oh my gosh, new year, new me. 
<laughs> right, Cedric? Yeah, new man. year, new year, new me. I'm a changed man. But by the time November, December start rolling around, after that crazy spending, oh goodness, everyone. I just they're just dying for that year to end. I can't wait for this year to end. This year has been a disaster and mm-hmm. all this bad stuff. And the new year, man, it's gonna be magical. It's, it's gonna be time. different. It's gonna be my time. It's my season. <laughs> right? And then you yeah. start off New Year's like, oh, so pumped. Mm-hmm. But by the time two, three months come after the new year, like that thought is out of their mind. The excitement yeah. is gone. The excitement is gone and the the budget that they created like the first few days of the new year, number one, they didn't set the goals properly. And I, I think that's one of the big reasons. If you don't set goals, mm-hmm. and then if you don't set goals that are realistic or that's um, goals that you really want to accomplish mm-hmm. or that you can accomplish, mm-hmm. then you're going to forget about them. Forget about it or you get discouraged. Or how mm-hmm. about this? A lot of people have goals in their mind. Yeah. It, it never made it to paper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that a lot, too. I mean, I'm guilty of that before, I, yeah, a few honestly. years back in there. I have a goal, I, but I couldn't tell you by the, by the time yeah. summer rolled around what my goal really was. I, it was fainted without very ambitious goals, too. Yeah. But it wasn't until we started writing them down and putting them in a smart way mm-hmm. for us to really realize that, okay, some of the goals that we, we but I probably have, it's mm-hmm. not realistic. It's not going to work. Let's scale it back to yeah. where I can really achieve my goals. Yeah, and I think it's just based on your thoughts at the time or what you yeah. just learned. And so you say, you know, number one, it, it may be the new year or whatever situation that you're in. Yeah. You set a goal and and you set in your head, oh, I, I, I remember this later. And then sometimes <laughs> by supper, by dinner. You can't even remember your goal. And so that's one of the the biggest problems, too, about why your financial situation would not change is that you don't you don't you're not setting proper goals and you're not writing them down. You're not keeping track of your goals to see, uh, for example, if I if I want to buy a car and if I want to save up ten thousand dollars to buy that car for the down payment for a house or whatever, you're not keeping track of that. Or you yeah. know you have it written it down or place it in in a way where you will always remember it. Yeah. And then I'm putting something toward this goal. Yeah. And when you mention car, that is a big financial commitment. Mm-hmm. But so many people go into this and get into this transaction and get into this contract for five, six, even seven years. Yeah. And they they're so miserable. So you're so excited when you first get that car. For the first few weeks, yo, I'm rolling in my car. I'm happy. Hey, yep. everything is good. But if you did not pr- plan properly, that can cost you big time. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, and that goes line in line um, with the goals. Yeah. Um, that goes making sure that I'm executing my goals and having a good plan yeah. so that I could I could achieve the goals that I that I want. Exactly. And and um, actually, what what ties into this um, even more is that. Once someone created a budget, for mm-hmm. example, they didn't set their goals. Mm-hmm. All right, number one, and then they haven't looked at it since day one. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem. <laughs> where when you set these goals and you set your budget, you haven't looked at this budget since day one. You haven't adjusted for anything. Yeah. And now, um, you know what happens is that once your, your life change. Yeah. You may get a pay increase or you may get a pay decrease. Mm-hmm. You may add new bills. You may decrease new bills. Mm-hmm. So if you don't adjust your budget or adjust your financial goals, then really it is at a standstill. And I would say one solution to that is 
you need to revisit your goals on a monthly basis. So, you know, um, take the time out yeah. to, to actually revisit your goals and know and remember what is it that I want to accomplish. And a lot of times people think that, and like you, you had touched on it earlier, saying that people don't want to know. Mm-hmm. That's why they haven't even got to the stage where they're putting it in writing. They just don't want to know. So in a yep. case like that, honestly, we're just going to be real. If you don't want to know, your money will continuously control you. If you don't know where your money is going, your money controls you. Yeah. If you don't... I mean, I remember a few years back when we sat down and we went through our... You know, we hooked up our account on the budgeting app and yeah. it showed us how much <laughs> money we were spending on grocery, I mean, on food. It wasn't even grocery, we were eating out. It just hit us, bam. I was like, whoa, yeah, what? It was brutal. We're spending, what? We're spending this much money on eating out? Like, I remember, I got, I felt depressed for a few days. I was like, man, I'm just throwing away my money eating mm-hmm. out. And before, remember, we were complaining, like, why can't we see our money? Honestly, we're making the money, but we don't know where it's going. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, we're not doing that much. I remember we kept saying that, we're not doing bad. We're only eating out. We're only doing this. It's not like we're going all over the place. Not like we're doing all this stuff. But when you re- when you really see it, yeah, that pie chart that broke it down that tells you you were spending fifty percent of your money were going into food. Going to food, yeah. Or, <laughs> you're like, whoa, wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, honestly, scale back. Th- that that's gonna open up a can of worms, yeah. and even more when you're married or if you <laughs> if you have a partner or a spouse. Because once once you once both of you all see that how yeah. much that you spending on certain items, clothes, food, or just entertainment in yeah. general, number one, both of you are gonna have differences in and uh, finances. I yeah. would say, yeah, uh, ideas number one. different. And yeah, ideas their, different. Their and, habits are different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that coming together and having that commonality and having that goal. And, and and that's a good point there you touched on uh, with if it's a household, more than one people in the household, you know, two adults in the household, you have to communicate. Yeah. If you don't communicate, if you don't come together and get an idea of where you are and what your plans are for the future, you will mm-hmm. fail. It will not work. Yeah. Both of you guys have to be on board. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, when when Sophie and I first did our budget, I mean, when we first did our budget, I think that was back in college because um, we had yeah. uh, the apartment at the time and uh, we were just going through our bills because we wanted to see where we are. Yeah. I mean, there were some big differences because we was like, whoa, I didn't know you spend that much money on food or spend money on clothes. And so at, at first, you're going to have those drawbacks. You're going to have um, those those differences. But you know, we had we we knew that we had a goal that if we wanted to be out of debt and wanted to be self-disciplined when when it comes to our finances, both of us need to sit down and we need to sit there together and face and we need to face the music, look at the man and woman in the mirror, <laughs> and say, "Look, we're spending the money. We just need to know where we are." Yeah, and it's as simple as that. That's the first step. Get over that fear. And I'm telling you, once you see it and once you make a plan and you start acting 
and adjusting, then it comes like natural. It's the things that you do daily. Mm-hmm. And it's like one step at a time. They always say, how do you eat an elephant? You remember mm-hmm. you always tell yep. me that, Cedric? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. And that's just, just taking that first step of that realization of knowing where you've been spending your money for the last three months or the last six months mm-hmm. that can tell you okay where you are yeah. it's just like if you're at a G- if you have a gps and you want to go from point a to point b the gps have to know where you are right now mm-hmm. and then it then will give you the steps uh, to take and navigate you there you, you're going one step at a time yeah it's that same mindset if you get into that mindset of just that one step of time, get over that fear, the rest is a lot easier to go through. Yeah, and then that, that'll better prepare you for any emergencies in which a lot of us, a lot of individuals in America, in America, um, we don't plan for emergencies well. Yeah. And and sometimes, and I, and I think we have a definition of what an emergency is and what is not an emergency. An emergency is, I lose my job tomorrow. Or I lose my business tomorrow. And I mean, that's an emergency because um, that's something spur of the moment. It's spontaneous. You didn't know it was going to happen. Or a hurricane. Yeah, or a hurricane or a natural We're disaster. That's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and so some things, what is not an emergency is buying new tires for your car. For example, I buy a car. We, we, we have two cars. I know eventually I'm going to have to change the tires. Yep. I'm going to have to change the oil. Mm -hmm. I may need to change a a few spark plugs or Mm -hmm. um, starters or what have you, alternators. That's going to happen. That's part of of me owning a car or that's (laughs) part of me owning a home. So I need to plan for these things. So when it happens, it's not an emergency. I already knew this is going to happen because tires wear out, cars wear down. So when it's time for that that event to happen, happen then i would have something in place Yeah. so maintenance registration mm-hmm. insurance gas parking those are the things it comes with the car and as you're planning for your big purchases that's these things you need to build in so that you can take care of these expenses as they arise yeah most most of us don't think about that until um, after it happened is it's an afterthought yeah, and just, let's give them a real life situation. Like when we sat down this year and we planned our did our budget and we talked about our car. One of the things we talked about was, do we need tires? Well, do we need do we do we need brakes? brakes do we think yeah. the brakes that are gonna go out that we need it? Mm-hmm. How much are, are we know the type of year that we need to pay for our registration? Right. Mm-hmm. We talked about um, we drive to work every day. Now we go through toll. We go through that. Let's set aside that. That, that that cost. Now, let's talk about insurance. Do we need to shop around for insurance? Because you know how it is. And every time your insurance renew, it goes up that $20, $30. That adds up. Yeah. And, adds up and, over time. and we're always shopping around and trying to find a new insurance, especially we haven't had an accident. Knock on wood. <laughs> it's so long. Like, we should get a better rate, right? And yeah. so those are the things that we plan ahead of time and we build in our budget each year. We it's not an emergency. It it is going to yeah. come up. Yeah, yeah, that's part that's part of the cost of owning a yeah. car, yeah. a business, a home, whatever that you have. Yep. Um and so and one of the solutions if you didn't plan for an emergency, mm-hmm. one of the solutions that you you can take pretty much taking a fight back to to those emergencies it's build up an emergency fund yeah you hear it all the time you hear it everywhere 
but uh, you need to build up your emergency fund. Yeah. That's the purpose of, of what that fund is for. Mm-hmm. When, when emergencies happen, if you lose your job or if you lose your business or if a natural disaster happens, happens, if something happens where there's a huge emergency, then you have funds allocated for that purposes that can at least keep you afloat for a certain amount of time until that passes over or you're able to, to, to move on from that yeah. situation. So let's give them a takeaway on that. For someone that is new, right? Mm-hmm. They're new to this. Like, okay, you're telling me I need a bill of emergency fund. How much should I realistically say? I have a small goal to start. Of course, the main goal is to have six months worth of expense, you know, of savings for your your monthly expense just mm-hmm. in case something happened. That's like a goal. You, you that's a big goal. Yeah, but yeah, you huge goal. necessarily won't get there right away. So where do you start? Start off with five hundred dollars. My goal is to get five hundred dollars in an emergency fund to cover to cover something if if something happened. Guess what? That can happen. Where let's talk about if you get in an accident, right? If you get in mm-hmm. an accident, let's look at your insurance policy. This is a this is a great example. If your insurance deductible is five hundred dollars, that's a good goal to start off of having that emergency fund of five hundred. Yep. So if you get in an accident, you have that five hundred dollars to pay that deductible so that you can get a new car. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. That is a great example. That's an emergency. So one thing, and I'll give you a re- real life example that we've done. We look through our deductibles first. That's the basis we started off with. We started off with the basis of our deductible for our mortgage, right? I'm sorry, our, our home insurance mm-hmm. and our deductible for our car insurance. Those deductibles, which I, I, we generally don't go over. We're not. We try not to get to a thousand. We try to keep it at five hundred or lower. And that's just us. Everyone is different. Mm-hmm. But for each one, what we did was when we started off emergency fund, we looked at our deductibles, and that was the minimum our emergency fund need to have. Yeah. And from then, we added, we increased our emergency fund because we know there are other areas in which emergency may arise. But I'm just giving you guys an example, get an idea of where you can start, how much you can start. If you can start off at 250, start off there and gradually increase it. That could be a part of your smart goal where you want to improve your emergency fund, but you have to know how much can you really afford. You have mm-hmm. to know where you are and then you got to see what room, what room do you have to make it happen. Yeah. Definitely, and and uh, one of the timelines that I gave myself or um, our family when when it comes to building up a, the emergency fund, um, we just we just started with, with the with the thousand dollars, and we say, can we get can we save up a thousand dollars within the, the next thirty to sixty days? Mm-hmm. Because that, that that's why you want to jumpstart. Exactly. Um, you want to jumpstart it. You want to build that sense of emer- You want to build that urgency. You want to do it fast because if you do it fast and you get it done, what will happen is you will feel so much more accomplished when you do that. Uh, trust me, it gives you that rush and adrenaline. You feel good. You're excited. So what my, my suggestion is, 
you don't you may not have the thousand dollars to start off with in 30 days or 60 days or whatever start off with 250 then build it from there if you once you get that that 250 in your account you're excited oh man good now for businesses if you're a business owner and you need to get to five thousand dollars in your business do that get to that five thousand dollars put that put that money in the side because you need that cash flow if you're a small business owner if you if you have employees in 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 your business make sure that you have enough in your account so if something happened sales not coming in Something is not working like the way you want it to do. You're not pushing out and servicing the people that you can at least cover your costs and you can take care of your employees. Mm -hmm. You can take care and get, you know, vendors paid and keep your business afloat. Yeah. So you want to start off with where where you can go. Where can you meet this immediate, where you can get to this goal, the short-term quick goals, create that sense of urgency, and that will give you that push give you the motivation to keep, to keep going, to add more to it, and to get to that ultimate goal. So not, well, what people need to understand, too, sometimes you have the small goals that will help you get to the big Bigger goal. goal. Yep. Yep. It's all about make, if you make small, smart choices, mm-hmm. it's going to lead to those big results. Yeah. If I save $20, $30, $50 a paycheck yeah. or a week, even though that's very small and they may it may not seem much, yeah. But over time, yeah, that's gonna grow. Yep, and, and it's gonna grow exactly. And grow exactly. And, grow. and even for businesses, if you decide if you're making sales or you're servicing people, you set aside how much you want to stay in the bank, mm-hmm. to stay in a separate account. You have your operating account, but you stay in your reserve account for anything, and even nonprofits. Let's talk about them too, nonprofits, because sometimes nonprofits are grant based, like a reimbursement basis. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out and work on the cash flow too, where if if you lose a grant for that period of time, then you can cover your costs. Yeah. So I, I, it's important, regardless of if you're an individual, if you're a small business owner, if you own a nonprofit, or if you run a nonprofit, if you run a church. You know, and any type of organization that you run, budgeting, it works for every situation mm-hmm. for different people, for businesses and individuals. It's not just for a certain type of people. It's for everyone. Yeah. And that's why you have to make it effective and make it and tailor it to your situation. So that's why uh, wh- one of the reasons why you need to set goals. Yeah. Uh, you can't be too restrictive because yeah. um, you need to build in those those times for emergencies. You're right. Uh, and, and you also want to make sure that don't, it's, it's not a one and done where, hey, I did my budget. I'm and, okay, so I'm not going to look at it um, anymore. So you do need to make sure that you adjust it as, as things change. And then also make sure if you do have a spouse or a partner, you want to make sure that everyone in the household um, is on board that makes financial decisions because – if you're not on board, it's not going to work. So everyone ne- needs to be in agreement and, and everyone needs to needs to be on board. And also, you need to make sure that you plan for emergencies because they will happen. It's guarantee. I guarantee you that an emergency, if it haven't happened already this year, then something's going to happen soon. So you just need to plan for that. And, and no, the world is not all against you because something bad happened. Just know that things happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you go to church every day. Or if you go to church once a year, things will happen. That's just life. The circle of that's what happens in life. 
Sometimes it's a it's a roller coaster. Things will be good one minute, things get bad. Just plan for it and you'll be less miserable. Yeah. And 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 one of the last things too is that you have to give it time. You cannot start a budget and then a week goes by. Oh, okay, well nothing happened. Well then I'm just gonna throw it away. The budget doesn't work. You have to give it time. It may take you 30 days to, to get into it. It may take you 60. It may take you three to six months. It just all depends on your lifestyle and what's going on in your life. But you have to give your budget and your financial goals enough time so that you can see uh, the fruits of your labor. Yeah, because we look at it like this. It didn't take you overnight for your bad habit to form, right? Mm-hmm. It You've been going through this for years. I'll go through this. We formed these habits, been doing these things maybe 15, 20, 30 years. Even if you're a young teenager, you started this two, three, four, five years ago. You cannot expect for you to change one habit today and everything to fall in place tomorrow. Life doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is a lot of times we want that immediate gratification, and that won't happen. We want it both ways. We want immediate gratification when we when we go out there and you know spend stuff we don't want to cut back we want that immediate gratification if Mm -hmm. we can't afford a meal we said okay i'll just charge it on my card and i'll deal with it later Mm -hmm. and then we create this big habit and create this big we're in debt and then we expect immediate gratification to come through and force for it to get immediately solved no honey it's going to take time yep that's just real it's going to take time. If anybody tell you or promise you that overnight you're going to get out of debt, they're lying to you. They're just taking your money. They're scamming. They're <laughs> yeah. scam artists. <laughs> I'm going to get you out of debt instantly. Um, Something yeah, is that, wrong that, that's, that's with that. Let's back. see how. If you're consolidating my debt, you're not getting relieving me from the debt. You're putting them all together. And it may take me longer to get out of because now I may have a bigger interest that I'm paying you and you may lump everything and transfer everything but you're still in debt yep <laughs> you're still yep. So, in debt so it, it's, it's all about you adjust you execute you give it time you adjust you execute and give it time all until right. you get to a point where you know yeah you know the lay of the land you plan it for the emergencies because it, it, it takes a, it takes a while to break those bad financial habits if I'm used to just spending uh, without looking at a financial plan or looking at a budget, it's going to take time because that's new. That's new for you. That's new for your family. So you have to give it some time. So before everyone is, is on board, make the adjustments, um, it, especially in, in the beginning part, you're going to have to make a lot of adjustments because it, it's, it's so new to you, especially if you're not used to doing this uh, before. Yeah. That's what that's what we experienced when we first started our budgeting journey and getting out of debt. There was a lot of adjustments because there were some things I didn't know. But uh, after after we, we learned that information, then I was able to uh, make adjustments. And then what we did, Sophia, we made adjustments, executed, and we gave it time. Well, and now well, we, we had well, a better we, situation. Well, we did. We planned. So you plan, we execute, then we adjust. You have to plan it. And then right after you plan, you execute it. Don't plan and sit it. Sit down. You execute and then be flexible to adjust it and take time and be patient with yourself. If you're not patient with yourself, you will lose motivation. You will feel discouraged. Mm-hmm. Take the time and be. it's okay if you made mistakes. You won't get perfect at it at, at first. In anything you start off in life, you will not be perfect. 
Now, um, let's talk about this because some people just say, well, you know, I just want to hit the lotto. If I win the lotto, I'm good. I don't have to worry about it. Well, guess what? You have 70% of lotto winners waste their earnings within a few years. That's high. Mm -hmm. Only 30% of the people generally will keep the money and be in a better financial um, situation. You notice a lot of people, We, I know people that have won the lotto, and they turn around and they spend it all because you created a bad habit. When you get that money, you're amplifying that bad habit. Mm -hmm. You're not going to change overnight. That's just, it's just not going to happen. It's not realistic. Yep. So let's just not say, oh, all I need to do is make more money. Well, if you have the bad habit, you're going to then spend that money the way you were spending it when you had nothing. And most likely you may put yourself in more, in more debt, debt. Because the more money you make, it's not going to get rid of your, your, no. your bad financial habit. So that means it gives you more leeway to buy more stuff, to get more in debt. Yep. So making more money is not necessarily your problem. Your problem is I need to fix. First, I need to find out what are my bad financial habits. And then secondly, I need to fix those, correct those, make my adjustments, and then you move on to other steps. It's more of how much you keep. Because you can make a little bit of money and you're keeping a little. And you can make a lot of money and spend a whole lot and keep only a little bit. So it's all about how much you're keeping after you earn the money. It's about what you keep. Mm -hmm. And we talk about some, you know, you, you have some people in their careers that after a while, of course, they 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 their income have increased tremendously. That's why if you see like NBA and NFL players, they go broke or bankrupt within five years of retirement. 60% of them are broke or go bankrupt within five years of retirement. Why? When they were playing, when they were in it, they were making so much money. Mm -hmm. What did they do? They blow it all. They spend it. They didn't use it wisely. So that's why you see so many of them they are broke within five years, and then they have to figure out then, what am I going to do? Yep. So it's very serious, people. It's really not about a poor person, a rich person type of thing. No, it will help everyone across the board. And, and these these statistics are very important for us to understand because it helps us to understand the importance of becoming financially literate. If we are financially literate, we understand what we need to do we know we know about you know learn about our budget and we know what makes a huge difference in our life what needs to you know make the change yeah if, if we it don't just, then just... we, we'll be in that same cycle and we'll be fooling ourselves every year year after year oh i'm gonna be different oh new year new me yeah, it's it's not it's not about on, major guys. major changes. Just making those small changes. That compound effect. Yeah, compound effect. Making those smart small choices now, so later on you can see the huge effect uh, of that. And and so that's why um, we we want you to succeed. We want you to get out of debt because according to um, the Federal Reserve, we are Americans are fifth or fourteen trillion dollars, and that's with the T. $14 trillion in debt. So that's that, that that's a lot. And, and every year it's, it's increasing. And that's as of um, the third quarter of 2018. So I know as the years go by, we, that's, that number is going to continue to increase. But that's why you have to put a budget in place. 
and you have to win yourself out of debt. You have to win yourself out of the credit cards and, and out of the uh, advanced loans and, and continue to plunder yourself in debt. So that's why, you know, we, we created this podcast to to help you um, because we want to see you succeed. We want to we want you to stop stressing about living paycheck to paycheck. But honestly, it starts with you. You have to take the first step. Yeah, so here's a take here's a takeaway. I'm going to go through some takeaways because that's what this podcast is about, right? Your financial takeaway. We've given you a lot, but here's the big picture. The big picture is a budget impacts your financial wellness. It does. And there are specific steps associated with creating a budget. There are tools to assist you with budgeting. So, a budget aligned with your financial goals it can help you prepare for life events. That's the big picture. Mm -hmm. Saving money impacts your short-term and your long-term budget, right? There are different strategies and steps involved in starting a savings plan. But we just have to know. There are things out there for us to, to do. We just have to do it. There are ways to increase the amount of money you save. There are different types of expenses that impact our short-term and our long-term finances. And your purchases and expenses decision impacts your budget. Mm-hmm. That's the big this big idea I want you guys to understand. There are strategies to decrease and manage your expenses. And major expenses should be planned for in advance. Now, how can you get help? We have help for you. That's why this podcast is yeah. created, right? the big picture. We're talking about it. We're telling you that your budget will fail if you don't plan properly. So give them the details, Cedric. What Someone that needs help, where do they go? Well, if you're serious about getting yourself out of debt, you and your family, you can go to www.myfinancialcoachsofia.com. And that's Sophia with the P-H.com. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> uh, so Sophia, she 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 also um, had trouble with, with her name. Was people missed the ph with the f? So <laughs> it's my my financial coach Sophia again with the ph dot com because we want you to sign up for it. Sophia has a seven day debt free kit start program, mm-hmm. and what that's gonna do is in the title, it's gonna kit start. It's gonna jump start your way out of debt. It's gonna give you seven days yeah. of videos tips and resources for you to get out of debt because again we want you to succeed we want you to stop living paycheck to paycheck but the first step starts with you and it helps so this is my coaching program it's online offering for free right now it's for a limited time and what it will free 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 (laughs) (laughs) one thing um it will help you along the lines of budgeting teaches you how to budget smart and help you to understand where you are, mm-hmm. where you are, and then give you that kickstart of getting to where you want to go to. Now I have wow, a customized. That sounds awesome. It's a, you like it? Yeah, yeah I, I, love I mean, that. I love what I do. I love helping people get out of debt. I love help them. I love the fact that they are able to achieve that financial freedom. And I light up about it. You know, I can talk all day about it. And I'll sp- <laughs> I won't go into it. I won't. I'm, I'm refraining myself. But that's what this program is there for, to help you. If you're mm-hmm. serious, only serious participants only. And what I will do is once you sign up, I will reach out to you, reach out to you and see how you're doing and help give you any type of tips, anything that you need. I'm here to assist you because it's all about helping each other. I've done it. This is something that I've done myself. It's not something that is just a a program that just came out of nowhere. No, this is a tried and true method. Mm -hmm. 
tested by many people, not just my program, you know, but it's a blueprint that I've, that I've taken that has been proven. It's proven results that it will help you and it will help you kickstart your program, kickstart your life. Because this is serious. I'm, I, I was tired of living miserable, living paycheck to paycheck. Can't get out of debt. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. It's not. And at some point, we have to stop the excuses. At some point, you have to say, it's me. I have to be doing something wrong. Because I have seen people made very little and can save so much. And people that have made a lot and can barely save because they've gotten themselves into so much yep. debt. Mindset. It's really it's about how much yep. you keep. It's mm-hmm. not about how much. Now understand sometimes you may not have that room, but really and truly, you have to be real with yourself. First, you have to understand where your money is going before you can understand where the problem is. Because a lot of times what we're doing, we're complaining. We're complaining about and being victims, but we didn't haven't taken the step or the stop. We haven't looked to see where we are to understand how can we get out of it? Instead, we sit and complain. Mm-hmm. So this is a program that is there to help you, but serious people only. That's it. Uh, this year, it's only people that are serious and ready to make that change in their life. Yep, I wholeheartedly agree. It's a great program. Definitely check it out. Again, the website is myfinancialcoachsofia.com. Go ahead, sign up. You can get instant access to your seven-day debt-free kit start program. We want you to take it. We want you to come back and say, here are my results. I actually got out of debt by using your program because it works. It's tried and true methods, as Sophia mentioned. It has resources that is going to help you to not only create a, an effective budget, but it's going to um, give you the tools that you need for you to get out of debt. And so definitely it's free. We want you to take full advantage of that uh, right now. So don't delay. Go ahead and just sign up right now. Sign up today as soon as this podcast is over with. Um, and, and and definitely go ahead and get your uh, debt-free kit start out, out the way. And, and like I want to say, Cedric, um, when you have out-of-control debt, you suffer from worry and stress. Mm-hmm. And when you use credit cards to pay for dinner, you end up paying for that dinner years and years ahead. With it's interest. the same thing with interest. So people now are trying to make smarter decisions, smarter financial lifestyle choices now. And that when they make those smarter choices, they realize how much better their overall life has improved. When they make those choices, when they make the, the new choices, they'll realize that eliminate the debt and to live within their means, it's such a great feeling. Yep. And until you try it, until you've been there, you will never know what it's like. You will continuously to live that worry and stress life. Yep. And that's something that we definitely don't want for you. But yeah. But that, that that's all I have. Yep. But one thing I would say to close it out, if you don't make that change, if you don't change something different this year, you will end up in that same situation next year and you will continuously blame yourself. Your mindset has to change. You have to put in the plans. You have to execute and then adjust. If you don't put in the work, if you're not disciplined, honey, you'll be in the same situation. Thanks for listening to another episode of Your Financial Takeaway with Cedric and Sophia. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button for notification of future show postings. Have a financial question or want to be featured on our show? Email us at info at cswestcpas.com. 
Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Simply search for CS West CPAS.